This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing how often do these factors that we use in our investment strategies actually work. Mike, a question I get asked a lot by existing clients, new clients, you, you've been using these strategies for how long? It's, and, and we're coming up to, we started in 2004, so we're coming up to 19 years this fall. That's a long time. And and I guess what my response is, well, I, I haven't yet found anything better. And I keep exploring, I keep looking, I keep thinking that there's got to be something else out there. But I've also now got almost 19 years of a of experience working with these factors to understand, yeah, this, this stuff actually does work. So let's explore what some of those numbers are and, and why it works. I guess the problem is everyone expects all the factors to work all the time. And the reality is that that isn't the reality behind how they work. And I think people always tend to focus on the one factor that's not working at that time. <laughs> There'll be two that are working right, but everyone's very focused on the one that's out of favor. And in the reality, when you start to look over long term, sometimes I get that same feeling that these factors aren't working. And then we look at our numbers over a long time. It, they actually do come into place when you look over a longer period of times. Yeah, they do work. It is tough, though, because as you're right, there are periods of time where these factors, A, don't appear to be in sync. And, and, and when they're not working, sometimes the other thing is working really well. And, and so you feel like you're being left out and that your, your clients are being left out. So let's look at some of the data behind what we're learning here today. Um, so number one, we're going to examine how well these factors perform. And there's three factors we're going to look at. We're going to look at the factor called value versus growth. So picking cheaper companies that are currently priced at a lower price versus companies that are growth companies that are priced at a high price. Number two, small companies versus large companies. Do the 10% smaller companies in the market do better than the 10% that are the largest companies in the market? And finally, do high profitable companies tend to outperform companies that have low profitability? So, we're also looking over long time periods. We're rolling that data. So we're looking at it just not calendar year by calendar year. We're rolling it every every month. So, you know, we start and we're looking at it from January 1st to December 31st. Then we're going to look at it from February 1st till January 31st. And we're rolling that data and we're going back over 50 years. So we're going to first look at small companies versus large companies. So Mike, Go through some of the data. How often does that strategy work over one, five, and 10-year periods? And, and what is it? So if you look over one-year period, it, it's not much, but 56% of the time, the small caps will beat the large caps in performance, right? So that's not substantial. It wouldn't really make you think I have to have my portfolio tilted over that. It's 56 versus... 44. So it's not that big of a 
uh, move. So, so 44% of the time, it's not going to be working. Yeah. That's almost, it's, well, it feels like 50-50, but it's not. It's 56-44. Yeah. So, so small odds, but they're in your favor, but you wouldn't want to base your whole uh, strategy over that. But let's push over a longer period of time. Let's look over five year. Now it starts to go up to 61% of the time, small beats large. Now 61 is sound a bit better, right? Now it's a substantial difference between them. Then we start to move out to a longer time horizon. When we get to 10-year time horizon, 70% of the time, small cap beats large cap. That would make me move toward the small cap side. Well, I with these things, I always like to flip it around and look at the other side. Would I pick the strategy that only works 44% of the time over a one-year period, 39% of the time over a five-year period, and only 30% of the time over a 10-year period? That That's a bit of a stretch. Yep. And... I would always err on the side of caution and go with the higher number. Yeah, almost two-thirds of the time. The obvious thought is, well, can't you move back and forth? And we've touched on that one, so we're not going to touch on that one today. Moving back and forth costs a lot of tax money. You're having to guess where the market's going, and you're going to be more often wrong than you are right. And you and I have learned that time and time again in, in our investing results. I can tell you that works under 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. So let's explore the next factor. And this one is called the profitability factor. Uh, it was a relatively new factor that, factor that was discovered in the last 10 years. Um, and basically what you're comparing is high profitable companies are the top 30% companies that have the highest profitability in the New York Stock Exchange versus the 30% that have the lowest operating profitability. Which stocks do better? And the numbers are, Mike, over one year? Over one year, 66%, more substantial over a one-year period. Uh, when you get to five-year, you're at 81%. And 10 years is at 92%. Now, that's a very robust stat. That makes you want to really take advantage of that because when you start looking at 92% of the time over a 10-year period, you want to be in the more profitable companies. Of course, you'd build that in your portfolio. What's interesting to me is that this factor, which has the mo most robust da data, actually wasn't discovered till in the last 10 years. And so the value strategy was discovered 30, 40 years ago. These, you know, small versus large was discovered 30, 40 years ago. But this other strategy, relatively new. Let's go next to value versus growth. So Mike, explain value versus growth. Value are gonna be stocks that are priced low compared to the earnings that they make or the money they make. And gross stocks are gonna be stocks that are uh, priced highly compared to the, you're gonna pay a higher price for the stock for the amount of revenue they make or income. It's all different ways to measure it, but you're basically looking at the price of stock versus the, the, uh, the income of the company. So the data on this is over one year, we're back to that. Uh, uh, it's 59% of the time it works, 41% of the time it doesn't. Over five years, it gets a lot better, 71% of the time. So if you're, you know, you're willing to stay with the strategy over five years, you're going to 70% of the time, 71, you're going to be a winner. And then we get to the 10 year and it goes to 80% of the time. Now that, again, that's four out of five. That's a pretty good number. The other interesting thing, though, is that sometimes that 20% that doesn't work could last for a couple of years. 
often, so it, it can be a miserable two years when it's not working. And we went through that from, you know, 27 or 2018 to 2020 before, co before COVID hit. Um, growth stocks were taking off. Value stocks were not. Yeah, value can test your patience. Well, I, I, I think they all can test your patience, right? Yeah. Because when it's not working, the other thing's working that much better. Yeah. It's funny because I sort of expect the uh, small cap and large cap the value goes a little bit, it usually uh, puts a sick feeling in your stomach after a while because you don't think it's going to do it. And all of a sudden it pops back and makes up for the, uh, the uh, past performance very quickly. I always go back to the, you know, the, the question that um, John Templeton used to say, and, and that was the, or the statement, and it was the concern, this time is different. So whenever growth stocks are doing well, it always feels like this time is different. Yep. Like this is now a permanent change in the marketplace. Rarely is it a permanent change. It's just temporary. And the four most dangerous words in investing is this time is different. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the data when we take these three premiums, which Dimensional does with their investment strategy, and put them together. So we're going to look at the one-year data, Mike. What is it? I'm combining all three strategies. I'm building this portfolio that is value tilted, it's profitability tilted, and it's small company tilted. So 65% of the time on a one-year period, these premiums are going to pay off. Okay. If you go to a three-year period, 79% of the time, having these premiums involved in your portfolio is going to pay off. And over a 10-year period, this is a stunning stat, 93% of the time, these premiums are going to pay off. You're better off having these premiums in place than not have them in place. So I've always viewed our second best strategy would be to just index. And the only advantage or disadvantage there, now indexing, you wouldn't ever under or outperform. You would always be just getting the index return and minus fees. And so that would still be a really good return. But when you throw these factors in and they work 93% of the time over a 10-year period and give you a little extra boost over and above the index return, the advantage for clients is now the fee issue isn't as important because you can cover the fees with these extra premiums. You might not cover all of it, but even if you cover half of those fees, you're better off as an investor. Any other suggestions about these premiums, Mike? What what have you learned in using them? I've I've learned you do need patience, and you need to really have you need to believe in them. And number one, you not you cannot switch strategies. If you're a value investor, the worst thing you can do is be caught up in a growth type of strategy and go and decide okay, value isn't working because the time you jump is exactly the time the strategies are going to go and pay off. And I found when I've watched people uh, get frustrated and jump before, it's exact. That's why I know the strategy. That's why I know value is about to take off or small caps going to take off. <laughs> and everyone's hey, telling you I need to make a move. When people are forcing you to make a move on your portfolio, you know you're within about three days of seeing the turnaround happen. And it happens quickly. It's like market corrections. Market corrections happen quickly. Market rebounds happen quickly. Most of the return can come in that first month or you certainly don't want to be in the sidelines for it. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management. 
reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.